going on everybody it's your boy billy wayne back with legacy united a righteous project inc podcast here with a new guest a very special guest of mine today a very special episode but i'm going to let him introduce himself real quick hey hello all hello world my name is lalo most of you know me as lalo that's right that's right boy lalo uh a lot of years in the game man so you guys know how it is we invite local entrepreneurs people that uh, you know, earn their degrees and have success stories, you know, the struggles that they've been through and certain situations that they have overcome in order to become the person they are today. And as always, I'm going to toss it back to my boy Lalo to get the story started, man. So go ahead, sir. All right, everybody. So I was born in 1984 over at Fitzsimmons Army Medical Base. Um, I grew up between Park Hill and Five Points. Um, went to school with this gentleman to the right of me here. Uh, right, yes, went sir. to Stammen together. Went to right. uh, Gove Middle School together. Yep. yep um, I went off to George. I think you might have hit East. Yeah, I did East for a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah graduated in 02. Um, but yeah, you know, we went to school together. Um, my childhood was pretty pretty rough, if I'm just going to be honest. Yeah, um, yeah. I grew up pretty poor, poorer than most of the kids in the class. Right. Um, no bottoms to my shoes, not really any nice brand clothes. And, you know, we went to school, all that really mattered. Yeah. And Park Hill, was a, right. it was a look, you know. Yep, true. We grew up in the, era, in the time where, you know, gangsters and thugs and gangs and drugs and all yep. that was real, real big when we were coming up. Exactly right. Um, so, you know, you had to look a certain way. You had to be a certain way. You had to talk a certain way, walk a certain way, act a certain way. Um, so, you know, me... At that particular point in elementary school, I was just going through it, man. Uh, my mom and my dad had divorced when I was a baby. Um, I never really met my mom until I was about 32. Um, okay. She passed away when I uh, when I'm I'm 38, so she passed away 2020 in COVID. Mm, yeah, um, yeah, so I only had a few years with her. Sorry to hear about that. Um, my dad, he decided to remarry. Um, he married a, a woman. She owned a bar on the Five Points of Denver. It was called okay. um, Our Place, basically 34th and Alarmer. Oh, okay. Um, okay. And then we ended up moving into Park Hill, Dexter Street, between yep. 23rd and 24th. I remember those days, too. Yeah, sure. man. Hey, man, even though my childhood was what it was, the Park Hill neighborhood, Yeah. all the kids around, everybody that was my friend. Right. We we, we did things, man. You know, yeah. as kids, we explored the neighborhood. We did some cool stuff. It, right. it kind of kept me uplifted from everything I was dealing with at home. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, gotcha. anybody who does see this episode and you did rock with me when I was a kid and we did do things. Hey man, I really appreciate you on that. That uh, helped me out more than you know. That's what's up, man. It's good to hear. Um, so getting back to me, like I said, I was, I was poor. My dad remarried, moved into Park Hill, um, went to a Stedman elementary school. Um, but then it just kind of twisted there. My dad and my mom went off into this entrepreneur thing with this business, but um, my dad and my uncle became really big cocaine drug dealers mm, in the late 80s, okay. early 90s. Um, so I hardly ever seen my, my stepmom and my dad, and yeah. when I did see them, um, it was more of them coming off highs or binges. Oh, man, yeah. You know, uh, months at a time, I'd, I'd be home by myself usually. Yeah. Um, so nobody there with the cooking and cleaning and checking in and helping you with your homework. Um, in school, man, I, I struggled. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. didn't, I couldn't read. I really didn't learn how to read until about fourth, fifth grade. Yeah, man. Okay. Um, I was in a lot of special classes. Um, like I said, I'd come home and there was just never nobody there. Yeah, yeah. So trying to figure all that on on your own was kind of tough. Um, yeah. Then my dad would, um, if I wasn't at home, he would drop me off at different trap houses through the inside in Park okay. Hill. You know, and I'd be stuck there for weeks and months at a time until he popped back mm. up. Um, needless to say, in those environments and those situations, things occur. Right. Um, so that that there is where I was molested as a child for probably a year, year and a half of my Damn. life. 
So I want to say around first and second grade, yeah. um, I was dealing with that on a constant. Damn. That would be something that occurred maybe seven-day week, two or three times a week. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's it just something that continued for that lifespan. So when that was going on and then my parents not paying attention to me, nobody to talk to. Right. Um, it kind of just spiraled me down to depression, really, you know. And at that young of an age, what are we, how old are we in first and second grade? Five, six, seven, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, man, yo. Um, trying to deal with all that on your own. Right. Um, it, it just it just never seemed to come out right. And how I learned to cope was I'd go to school and yeah. pick fights, you know, talk a lot of stuff. And oh, man, okay. Egg people on and, yeah. and just try to make negative things happen, pick on people. I gotcha. mean. I, if I'm being honest, I raise my hand to the Lord, man. Yeah. I mean, there's some people out there, and they know, you know, if, if you listen to this story and you see me, um, I, owe, I owe a lot of people an apology, man. I, I did a lot of things to some people that were really wrong, yeah. and for that yeah. alone, I apologize. Um, and realistically, it had nothing to do with you. It was everything that I was dealing with, and that was the only thing I knew how to cope was anger. So yeah. I, I did a lot of stupid stuff to certain people and, and just did a lot of stuff in general that, most wow. kids that age probably wouldn't even entertain. Yeah, and well, you know, and, and I appreciate you sharing that, man. That something like that is very difficult for people to come forth and and share or express um, those type of situations, you know. Um, and my question was going to be for you: is what did you do to cope with those? And it's 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 unfortunate, but it's understandable that those are the outlets that you had right. to express or even release uh, what you were feeling at that time. Right. And you also mentioned it that depressed at a young age is something that not too many people understand or aware or is aware of. Um, at that time, did you know that you were depressed or, or was it something else that you felt about that, those type of feelings? I feel like um, I, I knew I was depressed uh, more times than none, at the end of the day, I'd find myself crying in mm, my room okay. even to myself. That was like a constant thing. Yeah. Um, feeling alone a lot, mm. which really I was. Um, I didn't really feel like there's anybody I could come to, anybody I can talk to, whether it had been in school yep. or, you know, there was nobody at home. So all of that just kind of beat me down daily. You yeah. know, I, I did the, the normal thing. You could tell, Billy. I went to school with you, bro. Yeah, like, yeah, man. I did my best to keep a, yeah. a straight face and make it seem like nothing was wrong. Right. You know, but on the inside, I was dying. Yeah. You know, it, it, it just felt um, hopeless, you know. Like, like, there was nothing I could do to, to get away from all this. Yeah. You know, and there, there was nowhere to go, nowhere to go to. So it, it, just, it just was there. Right. And, and dealing with that alone and constantly knowing that these things are happening and it's yep. just going to continue to happen. Um, it's a scary sight for somebody that that young of course. to try to maneuver through all that. Right. You know. So unfortunately for me, um, that all the anger and the depression and the tears and the sense of being alone, it just crept up to me on me too much that you know eventually I tried to commit suicide at school. Yeah. Um, yeah. I tried to hang myself at, on yeah. the monkey Mars there. Yeah. Um, and I had a individual, which might have been the first person in my life to yeah. ever actually step out of their zone and help me. Right. Right. Um, not mention names there, but that person, if this person sees this episode, um, I appreciate you there as well, because I, I honestly feel like I wouldn't be where I'm at today yeah, had yeah. you not intervened. Um, yeah. To me at that point, I didn't really care about anything else. You know, I, I had been through the most. I had suffered enough. And whatever I was trying to do to cope through it and get, get continue to move forward, it, yeah. it just wasn't working anymore to wow. me at, at that point. So, you know, I decided to do that mm. in a public place. And... Um, at school, 
And yeah, yeah. this person, you know, got up there and uh, saved me, man. And pulled me down from there and wow. watched over me and, wow. and got the help that I needed. Um, unfortunately for me, yeah, um, that still didn't bring my parents to the table. Mm-hmm. That didn't uh, um, allow them to come and help me. Um, what yeah. I remember from that time after that happening, I know that there was a, what I can remember, we had a, a meeting with a therapist. Okay. And uh, prior to going into the meeting, mm-hmm. I sat down with my pops and he was just pretty much telling me like, hey, you can go in there and tell this lady everything that's wrong with you or you cannot. The difference is if you tell her everything that's wrong with you, we probably won't ever see you again. Damn. But if you don't, then you'll be able to come back home. Yeah. And wow. unfortunately for me, I chose to not say anything. Right. I chose to go in there and do what I did every day at school, which was act like everything was cool. There Dang. was no explanation as to why I did what I did. There's nothing going on at home. Yeah. And even to this day, at this point in my life, I was looking for help. Yeah. I don't understand why I didn't just say what was going on. Yeah, I hear you, man. And and I can't speak from experience at all or whatsoever, man, but I can see there a certain type of fear of the unknown, you know, um, for the reasons for the reasons behind that. Right. I mean, because if you would have came forward, which, of course, man, we all would encourage anybody to come forward. The biggest fear behind behind that is not being around people that you know already, you know, regardless of the circumstances of parents, parents, man, you still have that bond. Do you know, regardless, you know, um, so I can understand the reasons behind that, especially being at a, being, being a child as right. well, you right. know, uh, we don't, we don't, we don't see the, the, the brighter side of the circumstances from, from coming forward, man. Right. So like I said, not from personal experience, but just, you know, understanding that of that fear, you know, right. keeping you from saying that. So I, I agree with that a lot. I feel, um, Losing my mom at such a young age, yeah, you know, she she went her her way or whatever, and right. then being left with what was there, there wasn't much. So I have this lady in front of me who I'm assuming wanted to do everything to help me, mm-hmm. but I I didn't know her, I didn't trust her, right. And even though what I had left wasn't nothing, mm-hmm. I could at least identify with who they were, right. And, and I felt like losing one parent, I don't want to lose another parent, right. You know, right. so I felt like those little emotional feelings inside of me, um allowed me to continue to lie right and you know once lying starts once you understand that you can get away and hide your feelings and emotions Mm -hmm. it it becomes like a regular job to you man Mm. it it just comes second nature right you know so for me it's like protect myself yeah but at the same time i'm protecting these people who aren't protecting me man but i think as a kid so young you really don't you don't know that at that time just like you said it's familiarity it's it's my it's my dad you know it's my stepmom yeah I know them, and then here we have Susan, who I have no idea who you are. Yeah. I don't know what you're going to come with or what you're going to give me if I release all this information. Yeah. So, you know, I decided to, to roll with the punches. Um, they brought me back home. Yeah. Um, I live with my folks still, but everything was still the same. You know, my dad and my mom were off doing their thing. Yeah. Um, like I said, I had to deal with the molestation for about a year, year and yeah. a half. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it was a struggle every day still. I remember being angry all the way through high school. I want to say, um, even though the molestation happened so young, yeah, um, that's something that stays with you forever. Like, yeah. there's there's no way of forgetting that or getting fully past that. Right. Um, the best thing you can do is just continue to try to put your foot in front of the other and understand that you being here is bigger and better than what you're going through now. Yeah, yeah. So as long as you continue to keep the faith. And right. I honestly feel like that's something that was within me, too, is... 
um, church and, okay. and religion. Okay. Um, you know, I, I prayed a lot to God as a young young man. I still so, pray now. Yeah. I mean, I might not be heavy Sunday church every day. Yeah. But it doesn't make your relationship better than my relationship with there God. Go, we all have our own relationship. You know, I, I understand that, man. As to our relationship, right, I'm not going right. to judge you on how you are yeah. with yours. Right. Um, loving God is it, it can happen in so many different ways. Yes, sir. Um, so I honestly feel like the faith of of constantly praying and asking for help and and uh, writing down my feelings and, and and on a piece of paper, which is something I did a lot. Um, yeah. It, it actually helped me become a better writer. Yeah. Which that's, is that's cool. All right. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> but um, you know, um, so constantly praying, man, just just praying for help, praying for better times, praying to just just get out of this. Yeah. You know. I got you, um, allowed me to come back from doing what I tried to do mm-hmm. and then slowly but surely start to feel normal, start to feel excited about myself. Yeah. You know, the, the yeah. molestation eventually right. came to an end. Okay. Um, I got to be a teenager. So then those are the years that you really don't depend on your parents as much. You mm-hmm. kind of stand on your own two feet and do right. things like that. So I was able to hold myself up um, and then gradually just grow as a person, yeah. gradually grow as a kid. Hey, man. Okay. Um, you know, and then most people... When we're faced with these challenges. Yeah, most people choose the opposite direction, and I yeah. get it. I went that way. Right, right. So I, I completely understand the the how low you can feel and and how depressed you can be, and yeah. And it seems like this is the only answer. And at that point, I felt that way for me, obviously because I, I tried. Yeah. But looking back on it now, yeah. Um, it, it really wasn't what should have happened. Yeah. You know, maybe yeah. if I had some better support or a better understanding of what I could have done as a person or as a child mm-hmm. at that particular moment, maybe the outcome would have been completely different. Right. I hear you. Um, but I will say that like all of us, whatever we've gone through in our life, it sets you up for the person that you're going to be. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, going through all the trials and tribulations coming from the gutter, having no money, being right. poor, starving at night, yep. no shoes on the bottom of my yeah, feet. Man. Like it, it made me a stronger person. Yeah. You know, yep. so you got to go through all of it yep. before you can see the mountaintop. Yep. But we get stuck in going through it all. Yeah, And don't give us enough time to reach the mountaintop. Yeah, straight up. And sometimes it might feel like you'll never get there. Yeah. You know, I can, I can testify to that, too. I did, where I'm at today, you couldn't have told me as a child back then that I'd mm-hmm. be where I'm at today. Yeah. Period. There's no way you can make me believe that. Even if you've seen it in a book mm-hmm. that was written for me by God. Right, right. I still wouldn't have believed it. Man. You know, there was just so much yeah. going on. So right. um, keeping faith, I'd say, is the biggest thing out of all of it. But not just faith to the Lord, but faith to yourself. Ooh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Because yep. at the end of the day, we have friends, we have people, but how many of them are loyal and faithful to you? That's real. The one person that you know on this earth that's going to be 100% faithful to you is you. Ooh, right. So we got to continue to just be strong for ourselves. Yep. yep. And then at the end of the day, you may find yourself in situations like me now, man, where I'm, I'm actually doing community events, you know, yeah, where we're donating, we're helping. Yep. You know, we're trying to make a change. Right. You know, I'm, I'm a person where people lean on now. People yeah, look man. for source of help or direction and it, it's a it's a drastic change from where i was as a child right, right straight up. you know yeah. i needed to i was the people looking for that yeah you know, i was the one looking for faith or direction or help or anything and anything that could have been offered that's what i needed yeah and now all these years later this is what i'm doing right so um it's a cliche but the lord works in mysterious ways mm-hmm. you know anything is possible right dreams right. do come true yep it's just the path to get there is different for most. Definitely, man. Definitely. So I, I appreciate that, man. All, everything said, I agree with you 100%. Um, and, and going back to, you know, the, the what you had to experience as a child and saying that you eventually got a point to where you 
did find an outlet, you know, yet you, you were able to write your feelings out um, on, on paper, which I think is important to find an outlet, a positive, productive outlet for those type of situations. Because, and I mentioned this on another podcast before, while I was going to school, psychology class, of course, I learned about something called post-traumatic growth, which is the opposite of what we all are familiar with, which is post-traumatic um, stress. So there are, you know, uh, studies behind this to where people respond off of traumatic experiences differently. Some people will grasp on the um, the negative aspects of of that and not have that outlet, you know, and go a certain way. Mm-hmm. And others eventually get to a point to where they understand that they hate they they have to continue to grow from there. Right. Yeah, and we see it all the time. We see it all the time, man. There, there's people that you know that I know that chose you know, the other path as they were growing up and were not able to, um, excuse me, not able to grow from, from those experiences, you know, and they're all unfortunate experiences. It's just that what are you willing to do or what are you willing to try yourself to try to get out of that? And it's not easy, not easy at all because we've known each other for a long time, man. And from elementary school through middle school, uh, late high school years, man, early adulthood, all I've seen was Lalo. You know what I mean? Right. And that that's the thing about society is that you don't know what other people are going through at all whatsoever. I, I've, I've had plenty of friends, um, you know, that uh, I have a few friends that committed suicide. And before, you know, that occurred. They were they were smiling, happy, having fun. Right. And you know what I'm you know what right. I'm talking about, man. Right. Um, and we just don't know or understand what's behind the curtains. Right. You know, and that's that's the same that's the same thing, man, as you were growing up, man. You had to learn to deal with it, but not only to deal with it, but to harness that and and carry it on your shoulders right. for so long. Right. You know, and that's 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 something that has to be commended because people go through their whole lives without saying that we've had friends that never that never was able to do that right so for you to come out and and you know express that and and share that with us you know to let others know that you know that there is people out there you know that that can relate to you and there are support out there is 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 huge right huge and we appreciate that man and i want to make sure that we, we we put that in there as far as um as we talked about keeping faith for yourself. Yeah. But us as people, as human beings, checking in with each other. Right. If you have a friend, you have an associate, a family member, at this point, it doesn't matter what it is. We need to do a better job as people to check in on each other. Right. You know, it could be a simple cause. I didn't call for anything but to see how yep. you're doing. Yep. Uh, that's a habit that I have within business and within my own circle. You do, man. Is I'll call out of nowhere. Yeah. You know, and I'm asking, hey man, right. besides we jumping where we're gonna yeah, jump into, exactly. how are you doing? Yep. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, I care. And yeah. I want you to know that I care. Right. And I think that's the problem is that us as people, we get caught up in the facade and the image that we're trying to put out. Mm-hmm. Like I said, when we were growing up, it was gangsters and thugs. Right, right. right? Yep. Most of the kids that we grew up, that's what we yeah, was looking towards. Man. You yep. know what I'm saying? You looked yep. up to the gangster rappers, a Tupac right. or a right. Snoop. Or, you yep. know, they were they were there for us. Yep. You looked into the Bang Bang movies. Mm-hmm. You know, we got Heat. We got Boys in the Hood. We yeah. got Menace to Society. Exactly. This is what was right. all popular, especially right. in our neighborhood yep. we grew up at. Yep. In Park Hill, in the 90s, late 80s, 90s, yep. you had to be a tough one. Right. You know? There wasn't no... 
week. Yeah. You know? Yeah, right, man. You had to be on your stuff every single day. Yes, sir. And the way that we were, we were testing each other right. every single day. Right. You know, we all wanted to be the hardest. We all yeah. wanted to be the toughest. Right. And that's just what it was. And it carried down to everything that we did. Yeah, I'm sure it did, man. So it was always a fierce competition between each other. Even if we was homies, we yep. was looking at each other like, hey, man. Yeah, man. You can't be weak. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. We can't be seen this yep. way. But what I want everybody to understand is, is that at some point in everybody's life, we're all weak. Yeah. Whether we're going to admit that or not. Right. We're all weak. And if you are down and you are feeling like this is it, I promise, reach out to somebody. Right. And you'll get something out of that that'll help you believe that there's more than what you're thinking. Yes, sir. I honestly feel like as a kid, if anybody would have reached out to me yeah. and just let me know they cared, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't have went down the way that I did. Right. Right. So us as people... Let's put away the facade. Let's put right. away the image. Yep. I'm a man. You're a man. You're a woman. She's a woman. Mm-hmm. And anybody in between. Right. We all just need to learn to love each other. At the end of the day, we're, we're taught so much about dog eat dog. You know, everybody's our competition, which in life, that, that's a true thing. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you have your circle. You have yeah. the people that mess with you and the people right. you mess with. So I feel like our job at that point is to make sure that we're all doing good. We're all being checked on. Yep. We're all being shown love. Because that right there, love. Yep. Love is the one thing. We all know this. Love is the one thing that can make somebody feel good on the inside right. or make somebody feel lost. Yep. It's how you portray it. It's how you use it. It's how you show it. Yes, sir. So let's put away all the other stuff. Let's just take care of each other. We all getting old. I mean, yeah, man. LB, me and you, we, we, we pushing close to 40 now. Yeah, you know, yeah. 40 years old now, bro. Right. Yep. Uh, right. As, a, as a 15-year-old Lalo, you couldn't have told me I'm about to reach 40 years old. Mm-hmm. You couldn't have told me I'm going to be married with kids. Yeah, right. right. You couldn't have told me we're sitting here doing a podcast Yeah, together, man. Bro. Exactly. Exactly. So life right. is going to take you on these ups and downs. It will. But the most important thing is, is you got to present yourself to be available for every up and down life gives yep. you. Right. And the most important thing, stay to yourself. Be true to yourself. Right. If you hold yourself down, there ain't nothing that you can't do. That's right, man. I, you know... Yeah, you spend nothing but facts over there, man. And one thing for sure is that the checking up on on people thing is, is true, right? Especially from um, experiencing with, with with our relationship, right? So, yeah, man. I mean, when we link back up, you know, we would call even if it's business, and I say, "Hey, what's up?" So we go back. He's like, "No, real quick, real quick. How's the family doing?" You know, and that catches me off guard. It caught me off guard, right? So what that does to to somebody's uh, mindset. It does create that um, unique bond because these days you get a text, you get a phone call. Most of the time it's, hey, are you busy today? Or, hey, what are you doing? And people don't like responding because why? Because you always feel it's about something Mm -hmm. either, you know, need some help doing something or or some other type of things. Um, And we rarely get those, hey, so, you know, I'm just reaching out to see how everything is going. And that actually, um, I picked up on those cues, man, and that's exactly what I do now with people that I talk to, you know, even my parents, man. It's it's, it's never just, hey, you know, um, you know, we're going to come over this, this weekend and, you know, eat or whatever, you know. It's, hey, you know, how's everything going? Right. How are you guys right. doing today? And then, you know, once we establish that, then we can talk about whatever at that right. point. But people don't get that as often right. as, as they should. And everybody becomes territorial, uh, confrontational, and probably not want to talk to 
to a lot of people because of that. Exactly. So if we were able to to shift that, if you're able to to shift that mindset for me, I'm sure that it can it can go a long way with other people as well, man. Right. Right. Um, and it does because yes, just like I said before, you never know what somebody's going through, and just a simple, you know, conversation. It could be a couple of minutes long about just asking to see how you're doing can go a long way. Exactly. Straight up, man. So thank you for that. No, everything. Uh everything falls into place man uh, honestly when you have uh people that truly care about you people yeah. that truly love you right you know right. and it, it took for me to get through everything i went through mm-hmm. and establish a family on my own yeah to really get an understanding of that unconditional love right you know right. um I, I understand now that my kids see me as their father yeah. you know their dad um and they love me unconditional and they don't treat me different every day we wake up together right and I understand now as a child, I didn't have that, you know, I didn't have that uh, father-son bond, mother-son bond. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about that. And if I did, it was because I landed up at a friend's house who had his parents. Yeah. And you yeah. can see that. Hey, you want guys want something to eat? Or, hey, do you need anything? Right. I'm looking at four walls every single day, and it's right. just me. Right. Um, so it, it's taken me now to understand the dynamic relationship from a child to a parent and how important that is. Gotcha. Um, so another piggyback off to everything that happened is that if you have children, mm-hmm. how do children spell love time? Ooh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The time that you put in with your kids, that's how they spell love. Right. It's not what you can right. buy them. Right. Right. It's not none of that material stuff. It's what you give them from your heart to their heart. Yeah, and once you decide to make that choice, have a child be present in that child's life yeah because you have no idea right. how big that is for that yeah. child yeah. i can remember yearning for my father yeah. you know wanting him to even acknowledge me when right. i was going through all my stuff and now i sit back and i see my son and i'm present yeah. i'm there every single day i tell my kids and anybody who asks the one thing that i learned from my parents is how not to treat my kids yeah so i work my ass off every single day to be present to show up to these events you know what I'm saying? To to let them know that they're loved. Yeah, that's good. Um, to me, it's, it's that important. So if you do have kids, I'm not trying to tell you how to be a parent. But even if you haven't been present in their life and there has been some reasons for that, mm-hmm. let's push all that aside and try to start fresh. Yes, sir. Because at the end of the day, at any age, a child needs his parent. Right. So let's keep that in mind and, and, and work hard at trying to be a little better at that. That's what's up, man. Appreciate that. Thank you, sir. Um, yeah, man, quite a bit quite a bit uh that you were able to share um and it, it will go a long way believe me and, and, and i know you know as well you know so um straight up man so a couple of questions that i do have for you All right. as well i think you touched base on it earlier a little bit and i asked this question in every episode if there's that one thing that you can tell yourself when you were young um what would that be you know the one thing that you knew or you know that would have that impact that you needed when you were a kid? Honestly, um, I would say don't do it. Man. All right, if I could go back in time and picture myself on that playground, um, inserting my head into that handle and letting go, I I wish I could have told myself not to do it. Dang, okay. So if I could have go back and do that, yeah, mm-hmm. I think 100%, I would tell myself, don't do it. Yeah. This, this isn't the end. Things will get better. Gotcha, man. Gotcha. Thank you. Um, all right, man. Well, um, the other question is always, man, is, is kind of the 
the conclusion of everything. Are there any final thoughts, words of wisdom, anything you want to share with the audience today? Yes, I I, I want to share my life now. Yes, sir. Um, I found my queen almost 18 years ago. Nice. Um, she blessed me with two kids. She holds me down day in and day out. We own a business together. That's what's up. Um, we've been running a successful construction business for the last seven, eight years. Yes, sir. Um, we are dominating the space and sector that we're in. Um, but most importantly, um, I want to give praise to my wife and my kids, man. Like, um, you know, I was still trying to figure myself out when we met. I think I was around 21. Okay. Still making knucklehead decisions, you know, still, still just trying to put it together. Mm -hmm. But when we cross paths, um, I feel like she really helped me learn to love myself yeah and then at the same time learn to allow somebody else to love me damn that's what's up man okay. um i feel like though growing up um i had a hard time you know you my homie we yeah. go back but I, I didn't have too many yep you know and it could be because of the stuff that i did uh, i feel like a lot of it was trust issues yeah um so i didn't really let anybody in you know i just kind of dealt with what i was going through on my own right um and it carried me so far but when i met my wife and she wrapped those arms around me, man, and, yeah. and made me feel special. It helped me develop into the man that you see today. Nice. Uh, which is just a businessman, man, an entrepreneur. Yep. Constantly investing in things, constantly giving back to the community. Right. Constantly just being a helpful person to any and everybody who needs it. Yes, sir. Um, that's a completely 100% change from how I was back in the day. I felt like, you know, I fought a lot. I, picked on people I just did a lot of negative stuff man and I yeah. feel like it was just because what I was going through but anger man anger anger can make you become a different person even yeah. when you don't realize you became this different person anger is so strong especially if you allow it to get into your heart yeah it'll succumb and then you, you're you not you no more you're just this other person right. who's just angry and now I'm not gonna say I'm not angry sometimes yeah, so people yeah, still make me mad yeah. but <laughs> Um, I feel yeah. like I'm a more loving person. That's you know what I'm saying? saying? I feel like I'm a, more of a role model now. You know, I got my son, I got my daughter, um, and those two just constantly loving me and us building this dynamic relationship as father and son and father and daughter. Yep. It's, I know what you mean. it's beautiful, yes, man. Sir. Like, um, it's next level. Right. I mean, I sit back sometimes and I just look at them and how they are now, and man, it just brings a tear to my eye that right. I was able to experience every single moment with them. That's what's up. You man. know, and so. The Lord has blessed me. My wife has blessed me. My kids have blessed me. And I feel like in the end, for most of us who've, who've had these issues with depression or suicide or yeah. molestation, we just got to find what we're looking for yeah. to make us become whole again. And then everything will turn around. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it was easy because right. it, it really wasn't. Yeah. You know, it really wasn't. There's plenty of times after the situation where. You know, those evil thoughts and things crept into my head. And mm -hmm. I, I kind of felt like, man, maybe maybe I shouldn't be here. Yeah, man. Um, so those demons will always be around. But if we learn to manage and fulfill our time with beautiful, loving people. Right. Man, there ain't nothing we can't get through. I feel you, man. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, it, it, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a big story for sure, man. I mean, coming from the situation that you went through as a child to becoming a um, successful story today. You know, it's something that you don't hear as often from somebody that you can relate to, 
right? I mean, you do hear celebrities eventually come out and um, share their story about this and that. But I think the biggest thing is us understanding that you don't have to be a celebrity to be able to, to have an impact from your experiences. And I think that's something that you are expressing 100% today that people can and they can see that you know um so everything you said today man i think is going to be and have a a huge impact on somebody's life i appreciate that that's thank you major man it's major yes sir um anything else anything else you got um no all right i think i feel pretty good where we went today yeah man i think you shared quite a bit um yeah yeah definitely a, a a heartfelt story man definitely you know sad beginning um to a righteous and um a triumphant uh present you know so uh thank you for for everything that you shared today um and out there to the audience if you guys like this episode if you felt something from this episode definitely uh subscribe or even just comment on our our post out there reach out to us send us an email at righteousprojectinc at gmail.com just let us know you know how you felt about it um and you can catch this episode on youtube we'll release it uh later on this month on youtube and you can catch our our podcast on your favorite streaming services as well all right just uh reach out to us and stay subscribed and we will have more information to you guys soon so once again this is legacy united billy wayne signing out with my boy lalo you guys have a good one Peace.